Wait, go everybody. Um, hey guys. What's up in his house? Ooh, I'm feeling chill today. James, how are you? <laughs> I, I guess I'm chill too. James is chill. Alex, are you chill? I'm chill. What are all the kids saying today? Uh, they say it's lit. Lit? Are we feeling lit? I think that's old. I think lit's old now. Yeah, that lit's old news. Here, what is guys, it now, James? You're you're. It's hip. all about being swizzack now. Swizzack. Uh, you know, I'm gonna. I feel like that was something horrible that you just said. <laughs> I'm gonna text my wonderful <laughs> sister-in-law. Probably. I, I, feel, I feel horribly offended right now, and I don't even know why. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> Do you happen to know what <laughs> slang kids are saying? I'm trying to remember what kind of slang we used today to use back in my day. Or when something. Man. So it was probably like, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. We're going to get an answer from my beautiful sister-in-law, Kayla. She works with middle schoolers. So she hasn't seen him in quite some time. So yeah, so she's, I don't know she's, she's behind the times, too. <laughs> hasn't seen anybody in quite no. some time, probably. Well, listener, welcome to the 13th Floor Podcast. <laughs> I am Cece. I'm Alex. I'm James. And this week, you guys, we're talking about mystery spots. Which I had no idea what it was yeah. until we got the topic. Me. And yeah. I want to stop at a couple now. I, I've been yeah. trying to get you to watch Gravity Falls for like four years, Alex. <laughs> Maybe this will be the, yeah. the, the impetus <laughs> to do so. Well, this subject was submitted to us by Kane in Canada, Saskatchewan. Yeah. So hmm. thank you, Kane, for submitting this topic. Is there anything you guys want to talk about before we get into our icebreaker? And who has our icebreaker this week? Not me. Uh, not me, only. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I like forcing things uh, upon James. Ooh, ooh. Okay, here's one. In, this can be fiction. This can be real life. What is your favorite mystery? Ooh, my oh. favorite mystery. Ooh. There are so many, James. Well, while you're thinking about it, I saw something funny about Unsolved Mysteries Online a couple days ago. Yeah, it's back. Yeah, it's back. It's on Netflix. And someone just tweeted, at the end of every episode of Unsolved Mysteries, they say, and the mystery was unsolved. And it was a gif of just someone being like, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) I used to Um, love that show growing up. Oh, yeah. It scared me a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, terrified me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, for me, my favorite mystery is probably both, I mean, they're connected, is both the, the disappearance of Elisa Lamb, which we'll probably cover at some point, uh, and the, the game that's associated with it, the elevator game. What the heck? Oh, yeah, you told me about this. Yeah. I looked it up. I don't know. It's this ritual that's super popular in Korea. It's kind of like their version of Bloody Mary, where you get on an elevator and you push buttons in a certain order, and it takes you to an alternate reality. Yeah, a bad no. one. No, <laughs> never playing that game. You know, James, you gave your answer, and now I'm a little bit nervous because mine is much more broad than that. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. I'm my favorite mystery, and sometimes it gets me down in the dumps. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> wow. What is the meaning of life? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I think I know, and then I'm like, oh. I know nothing. <laughs> Anyways, that's my answer. Alex, what about you? Wow. I think my favorite, and this is one we've talked about on the show, Area 51. Oh, uh, you know, it's not very mysterious now, now that we've got all the, the you know, let's do a little news segment. Uh, 
UFOs are confirmed now. That's that's the news. That's <laughs> it's yeah. on the news. You turn on the TV, and there's just regular reporters who are like, "Yep, there's spaceships." Yeah, it's nuts. It blows my mind. They're not technically spaceships, though, James. They're just technically un- unidentified. Well, yeah, but they said they were made not on this world. So if that's the case, they had to come from somewhere. It's an alternate. <laughs> di- what if it's an alternate dimension? Are they aliens um, if they're from an alternate dimension? Interesting question. Mm. I don't really, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, you know, this is what I have to say. This is what I have to say about your mystery, Alex, is that there are people who work at Area 51. So for some people, well, Area 51 uh, is not a mystery. Area 51 is so last year. You know, it's got to be like Area 27 or like Area 106 where they moved all the good stuff. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But, yeah. hmm. Hmm. Yeah, there's some grizzled agent who's like, Area 51, that's that's some preschool garbage. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of, uh, you know, being out of touch with the times, Kayla got back to me with what the <laughs> slang is being used these days. Okay. And she said, this is a quote, she says, oh gosh, well, since I haven't been around teenagers since March, this might be outdated. But at the time, so this was March. Okay. You could say something like, hot fire flames. <laughs> Or- <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Or, so you, oh, so you probably say it like this, like hot fire flames. <laughs> That's exactly how you say it. Or oh, you man, say, it sounds like a Street Fighter move. Yeah, yeah. It does. actually, you know what that does? It sounds like something you hear in a, a video game. You could say yeah. lit, which we, Alex, you are you mm, right there? I'm with the times. You could say That's a bet, which I've heard people say that. Uh, I and, have heard of them. So and that's yeah. dope has apparently made a re- resurfaced. Um, my friend Eric from my other podcast, MVM, he has said that that's dope for as long as I've known him. That's dope, dude. That's, that's dope. That's dope. That's true. Man. Well, you guys, that's your uh, slang lesson today. And, you know, if we have any young listeners, which I know we've got some out there, yeah. please let us know. What are you guys I like how old we're making ourselves sound. Yeah, I mean, that was like straight up nursing home talk. <laughs> yeah, like what, we, what are they saying out there? CeCe's making us sound like we're in our 50s or something like I that. I mean, I know what my daughter's saying. Hey, young kids, what are the cool ones saying? Yeah, we're really cool. <laughs> so anyways, all right, cool. Well, we answered all of our mysteries, listeners. I, we're going to ask you. About your favorite mystery on Instagram? So yeah. Tune into that. Are you guys ready to hop on into the topic today and talk about mystery spots? Yep. Yeah. Are you going first, Cece? I feel yeah. like you've got it planned out. James, do you want to go first? <laughs> I can. James, oh, wow. James is going to go first. Alex is going to go second. I'm going to go last, okay? Uh. Yeah, that's the way it's going, James. Okay. Well, uh, let's start with a simple definition of what makes a mystery spot. The thing that's normally conjured to mind and, and what you'll see across the United States, at least, uh, I mean, there's a few other ones uh, around the world, but the United States is really known for it, particularly west of the Rockies, is a place usually where there's a structure, like a, like a house, a domicile of some sort, where the laws of gravity do not really appear to make sense. And also other things can be altered as well, like mass, light, things of that sort. Pretty much where physics doesn't behave the way it's expected. Mm. And one of the most notable ones, and I think it had to have inspired to some degree or another uh, Gravity Falls, which may have inspired the question, I don't know, is the Oregon Vortex, a.k.a. the House of Mystery. And <laughs> yeah. And there's there, again, there's all sorts of these throughout uh, places west of the Rockies. 
but this one in particular is in Oregon. Many of them tend to, to be in the Pacific Northwest, uh, Oregon and uh, Washington State. Mm-hmm. But this one is pretty dang old. Um, it, it was observed long, long before that, uh, before it opened. It opened to tourists in 1930, but like 1914, it was actually found by a prospector named William McCullough. And prior to that, it, we don't even have the exact date. I think it's in the ballpark of 1866, 1876. That's old. It was, yeah, exactly. It was actually garnered uh, interest from a uh, geologist, a Scottish geologist named Litster. That's really hard to flipping say. Litster. Litster, yeah. He was actually researching paranormal phenomena out west in the U.S. because, you know, people had reported this to him. He actually got there around like 1886 or so, and he spent several years like looking into like what's going on to the massive objects here. What's going on with gravity here? What's happening to the way that light moves? Because light, even then they knew, behaved uh, in a way where it moved in a straight line. And here it's moving in curves and arcs, and that doesn't really make sense. So then uh, 1959, his wife actually sold it to uh, the Coopers. And they decided not just to keep the attraction open, but to really up the ante on the marketing. You know, that, that was really when, even though before it had had sort of a curbside attraction to element to it, now, I mean, they're going all out. you got to bear in mind, this is sort of like when the interstates were all built. And yeah. so, you know, the, the that kind of thing had become popular. Right. So what people would do is they'd put like levels on the uh, flat surfaces and I encourage anybody, by the way, to look up the Oregon Vortex or the House of Mystery because it looks like it should fall down just the way the the, wa- the walls are set up, but it's just standing. But they would use tape measures and levels and yardsticks, etc. Mm-hmm. They would roll balls uphill, which that's a that's a hallmark of a mystery house is a ball that rolls up uh, in relation to gravity. But it was actually given a skeptical analysis by guess who um alistair crawley no i was gonna say uh randy that's right james James randy Randy comes back yeah i swear to god every we can't go 10 episodes i don't think without him popping up yeah and yeah he, he ended up uh looking into it like very thoroughly and he claims that you can use photography and math to explain everything and that it's all optical illusions which is the general skeptical view of all houses of mystery yeah Mm. so yeah and since we're talking about it though i kind of wanted to just go over the phenomena itself that's associated with mystery spots because you know why do these things happen why do these these quote-unquote gravity hills come into being in oregon and california and south uh, southwestern part of the u.s why do they happen and the skeptical explanation is optical illusions that's that's the deal Mm -hmm. but the more new agey explanation are and you you've probably heard this and at some point we might even have a whole episode devoted to it maybe and that would be vortexes or vortices and yeah and you know this this kind of thing is super popular right now because of the new age movement and because of magical thinking Uh, i even very recently there was a comedian being interviewed and (laughs) he was talking about doing i think it was mushrooms in uh, uh new mexico like Sedona, which Sedona is like the vortex place. You know, whenever you hear somebody new agey talk about traveling, it's always, well, we're going to Sedona because there's a vortex. Um, 
Yeah, he talked about doing mushrooms in Sedona, and he was like, so I had to take half a dose because, you know, there's a vortex. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently it was supposed to amplify whatever he experienced. Hmm. And so what is an energy vortex or spiritual vortex? And it sort of starts with something we have covered before, which is that the Earth's electromagnetic field has variations Mm -hmm. across it, and that occultists call some of these intersections of you know, some of these these lines in the field, ley lines. We've talked about that. Yes. Well, a vortex would be a place where different kinds of energy sort of congregate. And so instead of a line, what you end up with is sort of like a like a sink. Like think about how gravity with modern relativity is often seen as like an object that's so massive it creates sort of a dip in space time, mm-hmm. like the sun. Well, this is sort of a spiritual equivalent of that. It's a place where the electromagnetic field just convenes in such a way that there's just this massive dip in energy, or I guess more accurately, you could say a spike in energy. And there's lots of them all over the place. A lot of people say that the pyramids, for example, uh, are a vortex. But again, the more famous one is Sedona in in the Southwest, at least according to American New Agers. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people claim that this explains the uh, uh, mystery spot places that the reason why physics doesn't behave the way it's expected is because it's a place of great energy energy that cannot by modern standards be measured or explained mm-hmm. it's a lot of energy yeah have you ever have you ever experienced a vortex james i don't think so but i have definitely been to places where the air is just heavier and there's something different about it and sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad but I don't know if I would ever call it a vortex. Oh. So you've been on a mountain before. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, James, thank you for telling us about the mystery spot in Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. And vortexes. Because I don't, I, I mean, I know about ley lines and stuff, but vortexes are a whole different matter. Mm. There's some overlap to be sure. Mm. Alex, that's what are you talking about today? Yeah. So I want to do, I'm going to dive in on two. They're, mm, Keep it brief. <laughs> but my first one is in Piercy, California. It's an attraction that opened in 1949. And it's home to a place called a... Essentially, James, you've already explained kind of what it is, but they call it the Gravity House here. And it's a structure uh-huh. that's built... You know, it's tilted. It's got all these optical illusions that play on possibly other magnetic stuff that's going on. The seven possible theories for what is happening here, according to the website, is... For Confusion Hill? For Confusion Hill. Okay. Did I say you not? Did I not say Confusion <laughs> Hill? I, you didn't mention Confusion Hill at all, boy. Concentrated iron deposits. Okay. Meteorite in the ground. I like that. Unique combination of minerals. What minerals? Buried <laughs> alien computer. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A vortex where time slows down, okay. a multidimensional door, or a special spot where spirits gather. Man, which one out of those, mm. which one do you give the most weight to, Alex? Uh, <laughs> why, why not the uh, buried alien computer? <laughs> you know what? I had a feeling you were going to say that. I bet you, James. I can't let the Neptunians find my hard drive. <laughs> exactly. But that's not the real draw to this attraction. No? No. Mm-hmm. This is home to the wild, 
yet rarely spotted, Chipilope. Chipilope? Uh-huh. Who's a Chipilope? For which that sounds adorable. That's what the area is truly famous for. And oh, you might be asking, well, what <laughs> is a Chipilope? <laughs> well, it goes a little something like this. Now, mind you, this is a convinced version of the story on the website. <laughs> All right, you ready? I swear I won't do this. Yeah, I won't, I won't do it. this voice much longer because the bit's almost over. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, where the chipolopes roam and the antelopes groan. <laughs> what? Oh my God. James, Alex saw a picture of one of the tour guides dressed in kind of like Western clothes. And he's been talking like this for hours. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, where the chipolopes roam and the antelopes groan. I read this story from a dusty old tome. <laughs> Oh my wow. Okay, so the the story of the Chipolope, as you might be able to guess, is a half chipmunk, half antelope. Right, yeah. (laughs) It feels like the generic, it's like the off-brand cousin of the jackalope. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think Chester the First and Rose would be upset about you calling them off-brand, but (laughs) so there's two loving antelopes. And two loving chipmunks are walking, the sunshine, the rays of the rainbow mm. are dripping down upon them, and then a day flashes into night. Boom. And something mysterious in the blink of an eye combines the creatures together into a chipolope. Okay. All okay. four of them. Oh, wow. All four of them into two separate chipolopes, a okay. male and a oh, female So chipolopes. that they can have baby uh, yeah. chipolopes. Gotcha. Yeah. So, in the blink of an eye, they're combined into two chipolopes. Yeah, that's so, not what I learned in health class. So, so, <laughs> not, so, what I am disturbed about is, is there a battle in the mind for who has control of each chipolope? Yeah, that's true. Is it the chipmunk or is it... Alex, this all goes back to worse mm-hmm. than meaningful mm-hmm. lives. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I imagine that there's an eternal war for control of the bodies. <laughs> See, when I close my eyes, I picture, like, where does the chipmunk begin and the antelope? Like, what are the features? It's mostly chipmunk, but, like, imagine a little bit long, like, taller. Like, maybe with some uh, antelope-like features, and obviously, it's gotta have the antelope horns. So, does it does it right. look like a giant chipmunk with horns? That's why I guess that's Basically, the question. Uh, yeah. Well, giant, but giant as in bigger than a normal chipmunk, probably. Okay, so it's still tiny. <laughs> it's a tiny how thing. About this? How, about, how about the size you picture a jackrabbit? Just picture a chipolope instead. How big is a jackrabbit? I have this gives me no sense of scale. All right, it's the size of a bread box. There you go. Thank you, James. There you go. Thank you. Oh man. Yeah. So now, (laughs) Chipolope the first, or sorry, not Chipolope the first, Chester the first, and and Rose roam the hills to the redwoods every day in the morning. But they're wary of humans because they know how unusual they are. Not the humans. They themselves. Oh, I was wondering. I was yeah. like, oh, so, really? Come on, get a whack there. Now, the interesting thing is, I don't see any claims of anyone seeing these things. <laughs> I'd never heard of it before. But that's the story of the Chipolopes. Man, I want to go see a Chipolope. Yeah, so yeah. my other one, real quick, is in Lake Wales, Florida, called Spook Hill. How far away is Lake, Lake Wales? I'm looking this up. The the the, the local inter- elementary school adopted Casper the Friendly Ghost as their mascot. Um, huh. fun, cute. fun fact, I just saw that when I was looking into it. But according to the local legend, and this has a gravity hill, 
So essentially cars roll mm. the wrong way down a hill. But mm. it's because of the ghost of, so essentially this Indian chief and this gator, they went at it. Ooh. They had a beef. I don't know if it was oh. a verbal I thought, beef. I thought we were going to have like half gator, half people for a second. Okay. Oh, well, you don't know how this is going <laughs> to end. <laughs> so, so they have a beef and they go at it. And they battle. And the battle is so legendary that it formed a lake where they fought. Wow. Not only that, they both killed each other in the battle. Man. Neither one of them walked away. As a result, at Spook Hill, you could see a ghost. And they'll push your car around a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. But no one knows whether the ghost is the Native American chief or... The gator. <laughs> well, I now, can't imagine I would, a gator pushing a car. No, yeah. well, that's what the, a lot of times, yeah, they think the gator is the one that's like, I don't like you. I'm going to shove your car a little bit. Maybe it's a competition. Maybe one's pushing and one's pulling. Maybe. But, but I don't feel like you're going to see the ghost of a, uh, <laughs> a Native American chief and be like, that could be a gator. <laughs> Unless he's wearing his enemy's clothes. Ooh. <laughs> There's a lot to kind of unbox there, Alex. Yeah. I have no idea what to think of Spook Hill. Yeah, but they but the, yeah, but apparently it's known for its cars rolling, like being moved without anyone touching them. And it's off the car. What's off the car? The yeah, car yeah, is turned off? off. No, it's got a guy behind the pe- behind the <laughs> steering wheel that's gas on the pedal. I don't know. But and don't supposedly know. you can see ghosts. So there you go. I don't want to go there, wow. but I think that it's adorable that they've adopted Casper. Yeah, I think yeah. it's either elementary or middle school. That's a, I, I would love to have an alligator ghost. Be so cool. I mean, I love alligators anyway, but an alligator ghost that's that's infinitely cooler. Is that does an alligator ghost just look like a like a misty alligator? That's what I'm picturing. I'm picturing like a translucent alligator. Does it float though, or does it just oh, of course, crawl on the ground? I don't know if I would like a floating alligator. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my new favorite thing. I, 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 I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna make me a tulpa out of a floating oh alligator. Oh my be awesome. goodness! <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's my. We're turn. gonna see a news report. Man mauled by gator. Gator not found. <laughs> In Kentucky. <laughs> oh, man. oh man. All right. Let me pull up my notes, boys. Let the chip lope roll. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, you guys. As James mentioned earlier, and you know, I hope, Kane, I hope we're doing your topic justice. Uh, yeah, we're having fun. Yeah. It's the mystery <laughs> spots. Like, honestly, again, I had no idea what a mystery spot was until Kane recommended it. And I really want to go see him now. I know. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I, normally I would like pass by it. But now I'm like, I really want to go to one of these. I want to see a chip mm. I want to see a chip I do not want to see a ghost gator. You don't want to see a ghost gator? No. All right, uh. you guys. I'm talking about the mystery hole. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's in Amstead, West Virginia. It's currently closed due to COVID, but I'm hoping mm. it'll open up sooner or later because that's not too far from Kentucky, right? West Virginia is mm. like right there. We can all go. Yep. But... Yeah. It feels like a very homegrown mystery spot because the outside looks it looks a little bit homemade, and I don't mean that in a mean way. Uh, it appeals to me because it looks like something fun, like somebody's <laughs> put a lot of love and heart into this spot. So that 
mm-hmm. makes it stand out to me, but it's painted with all these really bright, crazy colors. And there's a Volkswagen Beetle that looks like it's driven through the building. <laughs> and it's also got a big hulky gorilla sitting atop the building. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So nice. It's really decorated to catch the eye and make make somebody say, what the heck's going on there? I want to go check that out. Mm. Yeah. When I was growing up, we used to travel every weekend for hockey because my brother played ice hockey. And we drove through West Virginia a lot. Mm. I'm wondering if maybe we were ever near this place. But anyways, the mystery hole was opened up in 1973 by a guy named Donald Wilson. Mm-hmm. And he says he found an underground area, a.k.a. hole, where gravity just didn't <laughs> seem to work right. And it's apparently gotten several different attractions inside. They they sound kind of fun housey to me. That's also the norm. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, the there's norm. there's hay rides and zip lines and yeah. you know, buy, exit through the gift shop. That's the norm. Exactly. Well it looks like like they've got and I feel like everybody's done this, but it's where you see one of those optical illusions where you go stand in a corner, you go stand in a corner, mm. one person looks like they're massive hulking being, uh. and then one person looks small. It's got kind of like those type of Okay. Of attractions inside. And you can apparently roll balls and water. They'll go up instead of down. Mm. So a whole bunch of- Roll water. That's that's very interesting. Yeah, not well, many people can roll water. <laughs> yeah, fine. Water flows <laughs> up instead of down. Good <laughs> Lord, you boys. Thank Honestly, you I was actually guess. being sincere. I was just thinking about how- I uh, can't think what kind of force holds water together, but- Generally speaking, it's not going to be moving in any kind of unconventional direction. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. So, anyways, oh, uh, optical illusions. It really, it's just a whole bunch of optical illusions, but everything is underground. Mm. So, they were able to kind of grade the land at angles that are fitting for optical illusions. So, while it's kind of disappointing to think, like, hey, gravity's not like actually weird here, it's still very fun to kind of go and kind of explore that. So, it's great for all those Instagram influencers, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I just had a spider hanging off yeah. my face. I didn't know it. Ew, yeah. boy. I, sorry, James. I killed the spider. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a. Mm. I thought it was a little piece of dust hanging off my face. It was a spider. <laughs> I caught a spider the other day, and I let it outside, James. All because of you. Good. I put them outside huh. when I don't think they're hanging from my face. Yeah, you didn't know what that was. All of a sudden, I saw Alex like freaking out, but I just tried not to bring any attention to it. <laughs> but, but you guys, we're very lucky to have the mystery mystery hole. Oh yeah, yeah, still be with us because in 1996 it actually closed. For what? Uh, well, you know, road trip culture started to really die down, so they just weren't getting that many visitors. Mm. But Wilson shuttered the place right. up. He shuttered up this little piece of Americana. And it really fell into disrepair. Like tons of vandals came and they had their way with the building, spray Mm. paints and whatever else it is that vandals use. But then we have enter Will and Sandra Morrison. They bought the place and breathed new life into it. And I can't wait for it to reopen because I think we all have that road trip in our futures. Wow. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, that's cool. So mm. that's the mystery hole in Anstead, West Virginia. It's got 4.1 stars on Google. And before I go, I just want to read some of these reviews. Overall, they're very, very nice. And a lot of people say that they actually go to this place annually. Like it's kind of oh. like an annual trip for them just because it's so much fun to kind of go. And, you know, kids love it. Mm. Especially a kid who's like, oh, I, you know, a kid has no idea what's going on. So to them, it's really just like a mystery what's going on here. Whereas oh. an adult, we kind of know. Sure. And it's also, I was thinking about this, it's a great way to teach kids about physics. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah. I was thinking that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't wait to take Gwen to see a chip up. <laughs> it's a it this place is a memory maker, but one notable review was this. This place is absolutely insane. I literally puked my guts out when I got to my car. I had to take a break for like two hours after we went in. Then I had to go to the bathroom so bad. Luckily they had a toilet. The place is totally nuts. I was shocked, glad they had that bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know if this was posted oh, like man. as a joke. I think I think they just had food poisoning. <laughs> That's the most logical explanation. Well, the one thing that I really oh, kind of took from this was number one, they have a bathroom. And they do. I saw this picture all over the place, but apparently there's like a toilet that's outside the building. But two, the optical illusions might actually make you sick. So I think that's very important for somebody who's going to go here to know before they get there. I read a couple of other reviews that were like, if you have vertigo, you probably don't want to go into this place because it might really trigger trigger something. So just a note there. In the one review, this one really fried my grits. Okay, I gave it three stars. They put place looks fun from the outside. They were closed, so I can't review much. So they left a review? They left a three-star review. Reviews like that really made me angry. Like, if you're not able to actually encounter or... Participate. Participate. Because they're closed. Why would you give it a three-star review? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. This wasn't a Google from review, but the article that I got most of my information from on atlasobscure.com said that one woman claimed the whole of mystery changed her husband from being an old grouch into a nice, sweet person. Oh. Well, there's hope for you, yes. I think that was probably written by the owners of the mystery hall, but yeah. That's pretty awesome. I like to think that there was actually some sort of Doppler that lived there, and they abducted him and took his place. (laughs) So he's a different man. He's a different man. (laughs) But uh, also on Google, people can ask questions about the business that other people can answer. Like, usually it's like, hey, does this place have free parking? Stuff like that. But somebody somebody asked this about the mystery hole. I have a Bichon, eight years old, and his itching problem has increasingly become worse. <laughs> Are they taking any new patients? Mm-hmm. And then somebody just simply answered, mystery hole is not veterinary related. <laughs> that gave me a good laugh. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, but, man. Um I think it'd be kind of fun to go over a list of mystery spots. Um, there is one in Santa Cruz that boasts that the you can put a chair halfway up a wall and it'll stay yes. put. There is one in St. Ignace, Michigan. Uh, both of these are incidentally called mystery spots that they went with the more generic term. And uh, it boasts the fact that if you uh, put a tripod out there, it will never sit plumb it'll always be drawn east hmm. uh there's a cosmos mystery area in grapid city south dakota and they're known best of all for selling crooked cosmos shot glasses Ooh, <laughs> just what i need yeah and of course there's there's a confusion hill we already went over that yes. one and as soon as i can scroll down there is an anstead west virginia That's- Mystery place known as oh, that's yours. <laughs> Sorry, that I literally <laughs> just spoke about. My apologies. <laughs> yeah, and we already covered the the Gold Hill one. Uh, that was mine, and we covered Spook Hill. But there's also <laughs> a mystery road, and guess where it is? I already know where it is. Oh, it's in Jeju, South Korea. Yeah, uh, I saw it too. Man, yeah, that's the thing. I think we all kind of researched all of it because you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a mystery road in South Korea where vehicles roll uphill 
and now I'm getting like flashbacks to the elevator game because it's in flipping South Korea. <laughs> and it's actually interesting because it's actually the opposite of a gravity hill. Every other place we've covered is called a gravity hill, but this is called a false flat. Uh, and the reason for that is because it looks perfectly flat, but you put it in neutral and the car starts rolling uphill. So it's a little bit different in that regard. And there's also an uphill downhill road in a place called Aricia, and that's in Italy. And lastly, there is one in Blackrock, Australia. And I don't know much about it because they didn't really publicize a lot about it other than the fact that it looks like really, really rural area, like straight up Crocodile Dundee where they filmed area. Hmm. Yeah. It's also a place where cars, cars, cars roll uphill. Cars roll uphill. I would like to see that. Yeah, that'd be cool. So there's a few peppered around the world, but I mean, you'll notice that there's a pattern for whatever reason – they, this kind of thing is very popular west of the Rocky Mountains. Yes, definitely. Hmm. Well, I actually, because the thing that really came to my mind when I looked into mystery spots was, uh, you know, these are kind of roadside attractions. And so I kind mm-hmm. of like went off on a tangent for my studies and I looked up each state's weirdest roadside attraction on oh. insider.com. Mm-hmm. This list is from August 2019. I'm not going to go over every single state, but I'm going to list the ones that were my favorite. So in Delaware... Okay. You can go to the Fountain of Youth. Oh, yeah. When I, when I think of Fountain of Youth, I usually think of like South America, but apparently it's in Delaware. Yeah. But Cortez was wrong. Well, <laughs> I have some bad news about you guys. Oh, no. It has no water left. <gasps> so No water? No. Out of luck. Well, some people got the good stuff, I guess. Yeah, some people. They're probably still walking around. Delawareans. All the Delawareans. That's why they look <laughs> so young. Okay, Georgia, uh, there's the Jimmy Carter peanut. <laughs> it's a 13-foot-tall peanut with a huge smile and giant teeth. It's actually, like, to me, when I saw it, it was kind of mortifying, but it was built in 1976 by the Indiana Democratic Party, so thanks for that, Indiana. <laughs> it's in Plains, Georgia, so about three hours away from Atlanta, babe. Road trip. Can't wait. To just go down there and see the Jimmy Carter peanut. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Indiana, though... Their claim to fame, roadside attraction wise, is the world's largest ball of paint. <laughs> yeah. Ball you of guys, paint. You guys laugh, but it's actually pretty cool. They started building this in 1977, so just one year after they created our beloved peanut. But it started as it started as the size of a baseball. People have just kind of been throwing a layer of paint onto it for years, and it's now twenty four thousand layers thick and it weighs two and a half tons. One day, it'll be the Whoa. same size of the earth, and they will crush each other. <laughs> I was thinking, like, one day a big alien's going to come and put it in a paintball gun. And oh, shoot man, I hope not. No, they uh, they apparently, and I don't know if this is true. I might have just made this up, up off the top of my head, but I feel like I read something that was like, you can go and you can put a layer of paint on as a tourist when you go visit. Mm. So, anyways, that's Indiana. Speaking of large balls... Kansas has yes. the, Kansas has the world's largest ball of twine. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky has Dinosaur World, which we passed several yes. times. I've we, always wanted to go there. Oh, well, maybe we'll go next time. I yeah. think Gwen might like it. Yeah, Gwen might like it. Hawaii, it listed its weirdest roadside attraction as volcano steam vents, which I don't think that that's really weird. Like, I would love to go and see a steam Yeah, vent. it's literally like you live on a volcanic archipelago, so it stands to reason there's going to be volcano vents. Blech. I'll pick the vents. 
Okay, Missouri has the world's largest 20th century pecan. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's literally just a giant hunk of concrete that's painted like a pecan. It has a little sign painted on it. And from what I could read, I I had to squint because it was very tiny. But it looks like it says, please do not climb. I am old and I might crack or you might fall and you might crack. <laughs> but like my question is, where's the world's largest 21st century peanut? Oh, pecan. Pecan, yeah. Don't insult the, the pecans. I'm now. sorry, I've just got George's yeah. peanut man on my head. Okay, mm. so we've talked about a whole bunch of big things. Now let's talk, let's, let's go micro, you guys. Mm. Let's talk about what New York's contribution to the world is. Mm. They have the world's smallest church. It's only big enough to comfortably and probably uncomfortably. But it can fit two people, and it's floating on a little platform in a lake, and it's called Cross Island Chapel. Wow. So that's what you can go and see in New York. And then I'm just going to cap off the list with a mention of Maine because they have the International Cryptozoology Museum, which sounds super fun. I would love to go there. So, yeah, just some, uh, some roadside attractions for all you Lovely listeners to experience if you're going to travel the U.S. Very cool. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I got. This episode has made me have an appreciation for these roadside attractions a little bit more. I've yeah. always, yeah. like. At some point, we got to go to a mystery spot. Yes. And, yeah, do a little do a little photo op. I would love it. Instagram yeah. material. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you, if you don't follow us on Instagram yet, you can do so at 13th Floor Podcast. I am going to make a vow right now, you guys. I'm going to say it on the show so that I actually stick to it. I'm going to post more on our Instagram. Yeah. Oh, James, I forgot to mention, Confusion Hill is in Gravity Falls in terms of in the show. Uh, The villains, I I think what I read was that the villain statue is placed at Confusion Hill. Oh, flipping Bill Cipher. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either, to, but I, I saw it somewhere, and I thought James would like that. Well, nice. Yeah, so, you guys, that's mystery spots. It does. It makes me want to go on a road trip. Like, my dream is to have an RV that we can just, like, every summer travel the U.S. and explore new places. Because a lot of people, like, I when they- I never would have thought that. Why? Why, James? No, I just no. I'm just surprised. That's that's something I never would have uh, known about you until you said it. Well, I'm glad you just learned something new. I learned something new today too. <laughs> Which thing? James didn't know that about me. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, I'm hoping that someday that's that's it's on my to do list is to get an RV and travel travel the US. Hmm. We can go to all the mystery spots, Alex, except for Spook Hill. We're not going there. Oh, with the chip of Roman. <laughs> He's been singing the song oh, man. all day, James. All right. Is this something you made up, by the way, or is this on their website? What? Where is? Where did this come from? I made it up. He made it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Off the top of his noggin. <laughs> well, do you guys have anything you want to add before we hit the road? Merch is coming. It is coming. We just have a supply chain issue. When we resolve it, there will be merch, and we will let everybody know it's going to be awesome. It's going to be beautiful. And also, we also want to just take a moment to thank everybody who submitted reviews this week because we got some more kind reviews. Again, you guys. thank you. Listen, you guys really are the best. Yeah. I know James said it last week, but, like, if I'm feeling down, I really can just look at our 
comments and our reviews and it just kind of lifts my spirit. So thank you guys so much for making us feel like this is all worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. So James, what are we talking about next week? Cause I know you guys, I apologize. We're going to refrain from drawing from the vase mm-hmm. this week because next week we actually have a special episode that we are doing yeah. uh, as a gift for somebody. James. Yeah. Yeah. Next week is me and my twin sister's uh, birthday. And she wants us to talk about mummies. So happy birthday, Mandy. We're talking about mummies. Talking about mummies. I like how general it is. Like, yeah. Like just. Yeah. Yeah. She did not specify anything else. She just, I, I think it's because she just loves the Brendan Fraser movie, to be honest. Oh my gosh, so, yeah. Mandy. I loved that movie growing up. <laughs> I'm surprised. It had like horror elements. Yeah. To but t- when I was younger, Brendan, Brendan Fraser, Fraser was just so handsome. Oh, well. <laughs> Okay. I saw, like, he went to a restaurant at some point, and, you know, they have you, like, sign that you were there. Yeah. And I hope this is flipping real. I'll be so disappointed if it turns out not to be real. But it was, it was Ben and Fraser's, and it was literally like, I liked your hamburgers. I was in the mummy. I made an exclamation point. One other fun fact, Rachel Wise, who plays the, the female lead in that movie, she shares my birthday, which I really hmm. like. Because I don't have many many birthday twins. I share a birthday I'm with James. I share a birthday with Godzilla. That's true, and it's perfect for you. What? The original film came out on my birthday back in night. 19- oh, weird! How very fortuitous. Yes. I know. What are the odds? All right, you guys. Well, that's our episode today. Um, next week we're talking about mummies. Alex, who does our music? Our music is by Grant Cook. You can find his music on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, anywhere you listen to music. All right, you guys, <laughs> until next week, we hope that you can keep, keep it straight. Fire flames!